Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. President Rodrigo Duterte is set to announce his decision on Monday on whether or not to place the entire country under general, make that modified general community quarantine. Metro Manila's mayors and the Interagency Task Force Against COVID-19 had agreed to loosen quarantine restrictions in the national capital region beginning March 1st. That's in a bid to help the economy bounce back. But there has been some pushback, with some sectors pointing out government hasn't even started its vaccination rollout. Malacanang admits the president himself is getting irritated by the delay in the delivery of the vaccines. The president ang nagsalita na siya mismo na iinip na kinakailangan dumating na ang mga bakuna kaya naman siguro dahil nagsalita na ng ganyan ng presidente ay eh gagalaw na ng mas mabilis ang lahat. Opo. Roca adds AstraZeneca's vaccines may arrive by the end of February, while Sinovac's will arrive next week. Meantime, Roca also disclosed senior citizens will no longer need to make personal appearances to validate and to receive their pensions starting next month. Well, uh, siyempre po, dahil nga po sa COVID at saka sa kaligtasan ating mga seniors, inatasan ang mga relevant government agencies na mag-issue ng memorandum circular sa pagpapatupad nito sa uno ng Marso. No? Alam, nga, alam naman natin na tayo ngayon ay nasa gitna ng pandemya at mga seniors ay isa sa high risk at vulnerable sa COVID-19. Some of Metro Manila's mayors are questioning government's capacity to enforce all the health protocols once lockdown measures are eased. Marikina City Mayor Marcy Dotoro says government must make sure it's prepared on all fronts. We're also uh, telling uh, some of uh, during the meeting that the opening of economic activities Karen, should be gradual and should not be abrupt and it should be proportional to the safeguards that we sh we need to put up a clear regulatory framework, the capacity to enforce uh, regulations and guidelines. Because uh, when we open up eco economic activities, we need stricter health protocols. And we're, we're questioning the capacity now of the government, both national and local, to implement stricter health quarantine uh, protocols rather. An infectious disease expert tells the public to remain vigilant against COVID-19, even if government relaxes Metro Manila's community quarantine on March 1st. Dr. Ronjin Solantes said people should still avoid speaking or eating inside public transportation and practice social distancing. He also advised against going to cinemas. Visiting recreational parks would be fine since they are open spaces, but Solantes said the number of visitors must be kept under control. We have to yeah. do our best. Now we have to do our best to protect ourselves. We are already several months from this pandemic, and mm. I think yung mga experience natin sa mga surge of cases before, and then after the holiday, nakikita rin natin na mukang nakasurvive naman tayo don sa holiday at sa kayo mga sa translation. Uh, these are good signs. Na most likely, talagang may natutunan na rin tayo lahat on how to prevent and how to be careful with ourselves. 
The Philippine Health Department still investigating the two new coronavirus mutations detected in central Visayas. DOH Region 7 spokesperson Dr. Mary Jean Loreche said the mutations have yet to be considered a Philippine variant, but these present similarities with variants from other countries. Mas maraming kapasidad or mas maraming opportunity si SARS-CoV-2 na magkaroon ng kanyang sariling mutation. Pero tandaan po natin na para maaadin natin siya na UK variant, Indian variant, siya South African variant, kompleto po dapat yung yung kanyang pagbabago. Po, meron lang siyang portion na bago na hindi naman totoong kasama sa lahat. This follows after the health department confirmed that the mutations were found in 37 out of 50 cases in Cebu. The DOH, however, points out there still isn't enough data to determine the overall implications on public health of the SARS-CoV-2 mutations. Meanwhile, one of the two Filipinos make that two overseas Filipino workers who tested positive for the virus despite being vaccinated has already recovered and has been discharged from the quarantine facility in Cebu. Cebu Archbishop Jose Palma has tested positive for COVID-19. The Archdiocese of Cebu said the 70-year-old bishop has been admitted to the hospital. He is in stable condition and only has mild symptoms. Palma celebrated a mass on Ash Wednesday, February 17th, and all those who came in co close contact with him are requested to undergo testing. Contact tracing is also underway. His Philippine Trade and Industry Secretary Ramon Lopez hopes Metro Manila can go under the less strict quarantine classification to help lift the economy without a spike in COVID-19 cases. He says areas outside the national capital region are able to manage COVID-19 cases, even if they are under modified general community quarantine. He cited figures from the National Economic Development Authority that show the country's GDP wouldn't have shrunk by 9.5 if Metro Manila went into MGCQ earlier. Ang isang estimate po nila ay minus 7% sana tayo, hindi minus 9. Mm -hmm. At kung minus 7% tayo, it will put us somewhere in the middle. Compared to the Taiwan, Vietnam, Indonesia, China, etc. Lahat po yan, mas ma nakarecover na ng mas maganda. Yung iba, negative pa rin, pero hindi minus 9. Minus mm -hmm. 1, 1, minus 2, minus 3%. Lopez also suggested gradually reopening cinemas. He says the health department and experts already drafted the implementing rules and regulations for the mayors to review. When we talk of cinema and, uh, and arcades, even in cinema, we're saying, kung hindi comfortable po, lalo na ang LGUs and, uh, ano, umpisa tayo sa 20%, umpisa tayo sa 30%. Ang kinaiba po nito, pagbukas yung cinema ho kasi, merong trabaho, yung mga sesuerduhan yung mga taong nagtatrabaho doon. In the MGCQ, outside Metro Manila, uh, bukas po yung sinihan. And then, pinaobserve po natin, wala rin naman ho naging spike. 
Manila's former ambassador to the U.S., Jose Cuisha Jr., reminds President Duterte America's Visiting Forces Agreement also benefits the Philippines. Cuisha says it is unreasonable for Duterte to demand Washington to pay for the VFA because it provides Manila with a security shield against Beijing's expansion over the West Philippine Sea. He also notes it is unfair to compare America's military aid to Pakistan because the terrorist threat is larger in the Islamic country. So we have other uh, assistance that we're getting from the U.S., not just military assistance. We have a lot of uh, assistance in terms of education, uh, in terms of health, uh, in terms of counterterrorism. Uh, they have been providing a lot of uh, training, a lot of uh, for, for our military forces. We're not even paying. They're actually providing us assistance. But the more important thing is they're providing us a security shield. Without that security shield, then we're, as, as the president himself has said, we, we're practically hopeless, helpless. He can intimidate President Joe Biden, unlike the way he dealt with President Trump. Uh, I think it's going to be unfortunate. Heavy rainfall is expected in parts of the Philippines, including Caraga and Davao region, as Auring intensifies into a severe tropical storm. Pagasa forecaster Raymond Ordinario now joins us on the line for an update. Raymond, what else can you tell us? Yes, Carmina, good afternoon. And this is our update regarding trop a severe tropical storm Auring. And as of 10 a.m. today, the center was uh, estimated around 535 kilometers east-southeast of Hinatuan, Surigao del Sur having now a maximum sustained winds of 95 kilometers per hour near the center and a gasiness that may reach up to 115 kilometers per hour. Now it is slowly moving on a southwest direction. By tomorrow morning, it is expected around uh, 405 kilometers east-southeast of uh, Hinatuan, Surigao del Sur, meaning to say that it's moving uh, towards the uh, Surigao area. Right now, we still have a tropical cyclone wind signal number one was raised over Davao Oriental, the eastern portion of Davao de Oro, eastern section of Agustan del Sur, and uh, Soregao del Sur. So today, we're expecting um, uh, light to moderate with the times heavy rains over Caraga, Davao Oriental, Davao de Oro, and Davao del Norte. But tomorrow, this is our critical period there because the direct effect of the uh, a severe tropical storm Irene will be ex uh, expected to affect Caraga region, having a, a heavy to intense rain, then a moderate to heavy with at times intense rain expected over eastern Visayas, Misamis Oriental, Camigin, Bukidnon, Davao del Norte, Davao Oriental, and Davao de Oro. So uh, moderate with at times heavy rain is ex also expected over the rest of the Visayas, northern Mindanao, Albay, Sorsogon, Catanduanes, Masbate, Lanao del Sur, Cotabato, and Davao City. Because of this, we are now, still now uh, advising our uh, folks who are living in uh, landslide and uh, flood-prone areas to be alerted of, uh, against the possible uh, effects of those rainfall that are expected to be brought by this upcoming uh, uh, tropical storm outing. So we're still the surge of the northeast monsoon and the effect of our uh, tropical storm is now uh, bringing a gale warning that was raised over the seabirds of northern Luzon, the eastern and uh, the eastern seabirds of central and southern Luzon, the Visayas and Mindanao. So we're advising our fisher folks and those who have small sea crafts not to venture out of those seabirds because we're still expecting some high winds. So uh, still this uh, severe tropical submarine will generally move on a westward or west-southwest direction in the next 24 hours, but it will recur uh, to the northwest uh, tomorrow morning and 
it will move faster than uh, expected to made landfall over the eastern coast of Caraga region on Sunday morning. Then after that, it will uh, pass through the Caraga region, uh, Visayas and Mimaropa from Sunday to Monday. So right now, we are monitoring a rainfall event on a Saturday, then a Sunday, Monday, it is, as it is crossing the Visayas area. Then the uh, possibility of uh, increasing to a typhoon intensity is less uh, likely to occur within the next uh, 24 hours. And Carmen, that's the latest from the Pagasa Weather Forecasting Center, Raymond Ordinario reporting. Thanks a lot, Raymond, to you and the rest of the team there. Thanks and keep safe. Back in the newsroom in Japan, authorities have detected more than 90 cases of a new strain of COVID-19. Japan's National Institute of Infectious Diseases said the variant is believed to have come from overseas. The agency adds it is different from variants discovered in Britain and in South Africa. Japan's cases of UK and South African variants are now at 151. Overall, coronavirus infections in Japan surpassed 400,000 with 7,000 fatalities. Here's the latest in business. The Philippine Agriculture Department eyeing a price ceiling on pork in the whole of Luzon. The agency says this is due to reports traders are bringing some of the supply from Mindanao to provinces outside Metro Manila that are not covered by the price cap. Meat vendors in Luzon said they were unable to get the supply intended for them. Some of them have shifted to selling imported frozen pork instead. Government is sourcing hogs from areas not hit by African swine fever to augment supply in Metro Manila and help bring down pork prices. The Philippine Trade Department assures the public government has no plan to approve the proposed price hikes of basic goods. Some manufacturers earlier stressed pandemic protocols are leading to less financial losses for their businesses. The Canned Sardines Association of the Philippines says their group is only asking for a minimal price increase to cover their production uh, costs. After a journey of nearly seven months covering 472 million kilometers, NASA's Perseverance rover has landed safely on Mars. Mission managers at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory burst into cheers as radio signals confirmed the six-wheeled vehicle survived its perilous descent and arrived within its target zone inside a long-vanished lake bed. The landing, which involved a complex series of maneuvers, was the riskiest part of the $2.7 billion endeavor. Perseverance is on a mission to search for traces of ancient microbial life. Two subsequent Mars missions are planned to retrieve samples collected by the rover and return them to NASA in the next decade. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.